Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Okay, welcome to today's episode of the Build Your Own Table podcast. I am your host, Nakia Gray, and I have a very special guest in the house today. I want you to meet Tiffany Yancey. She is an award-winning actress, screenwriter, and producer with over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry. She's a Philadelphia native and graduate of Temple University with a BA in communications. After relocating to the Washington, D.C. area in 1999, she caught the acting bug and began performing in numerous stage, commercial, and independent film productions throughout the D.C. metropolitan area. After many years of honing her acting skills, she decided she wanted to take her career in her own hands. Hello, build your own table. And she started learning how to write screenplays in 2012 and produce her first film, Love Him or Leave Him, in 2013. Let me just tell you, it's hilarious. So you have to go <laughs> check it out. <laughs> the film went on to receive the Best Comedic Feature Award at the Urban Media Filmmakers Festival in 2015 and Best Score at the Philadelphia Film Awards in 2016. It's currently streaming on the Tubi Network. Her next film, Holiday Heartbreak, is a hilarious Christmas comedy. I saw that as well. That was produced by Megamind Media and aired on BET in December 2020 to rave reviews. It was recognized as Movie of the Week by the iconic publication, Ebony Magazine, and also received multiple nominations at the HAPA Awards in 2021 and won for Best Actress by Miriam. Is it Basir is her last name? Basir. Basir, mm -hmm. okay. Tiffany's current project that we're going to get into today is Black Girl Erupted. It was produced by Megamind Media for the BET Her Mental Health Initiative and will premiere um, around the time that this podcast episode is going to air, July 2023, on the BET Her Network. She's got lots of upcoming projects. We're going to talk about those, too. And she has a, her own production company, AT Yancey Entertainment, which was rebranded in 2020 and is in the process of developing her own film and TV projects. She also just became an adjunct professor teaching screenwriting at Bowie State University. You are doing a lot. You're doing a lot, Miss Tiffany. <laughs> in this capacity, she enjoys sharing her knowledge and experience in order to uplift and inspire the next generation of, of writers. Welcome, my client, my friend, my colleague. I am so excited to have you, Tiffany, to join us. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this podcast. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always great to 
you know, reconnect with you and just to kind of show you, like I said, you've been on this journey with me. So, and you have been such a great resource and friend and support. So I appreciate you. So thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad to be here. Yay. Yay. Okay. So let's dig right in because, you know, I think that there is, I don't know if it's a misconception, but, you know, people like me who are not necessarily in, you know, show business, because that's the industry that you're in. I always think that people who are in show business, like were just destined to be there and they always had this career. So let's start with little young Tiffany. So when when Tiffany was a little girl, what did Tiffany want to be when she grew up? Um, honestly... I did see myself being in, I love to perform and entertain, even though I was a very kind of shy, introverted, you know, child to, you know, to the outside world. But within my family, I come from a very fun, comedic family. And I think I kind of got the, the uh, you know, outside, I was kind of shy and kind of introverted and, and reserved. But at home, my dad, I got a home uh, um, a camcorder. Oh, it was on and popping. You couldn't tell me. <laughs> I wasn't going to be a broadcaster or a news reporter. So I, honestly, that was kind of like I saw myself um, being in some sort of TV or production, like a newscaster, journalism, that type of thing. Um, so did you have uh, any formal training in that as a child? Did you go to like acting classes or anything like no, that? No, no. Um, I did take like my mother forced me and my sister to take like piano lessons. We did not right. want to take piano lessons. This is something like she wanted to do. Um but there wasn't really a lot of like resources for us to be involved in like drama and like yeah. we didn't have that in like my junior high school or high school. I, it, I honestly at home with me and my sister, we would do like our own little skits and performances and like my great grandfather used to uh, stay with us. So we would just put on like little, little shows with, you know, for him and play these little characters. And then when my dad got the camcorder, oh. I was in front of that camcorder like all day. I was doing, I was a news reporter. I was reading the news. We, we lived in Philly at the time. So it was all a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, today in Philly, somebody got shot. And back to you, Terry. You know, I was just, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a news reporter. So, um, so a lot of it was just from my family and, and being fun and joking. Even now I come from a very, uh, like I said, comedic, uh, a family so that's where I kind of get the, the comedy side from but in terms of like formal training no because there wasn't really any like resources for that in yeah. where I grew up isn't so, that such yeah. a great thing that I feel like now that we have the opportunity you know you and I, you and I are from the same generation right and so wh- while we didn't have all of these things mm-hmm. we have the ability to give our children Yes, yes. So like, much more, which feels oh my so God. great. Yeah, yeah. And it's so different. Like even like at my daughter's high school, they have a whole drama program that she's involved in. They have musical. And so I'm like the drama mama because you know I'm <laughs> the drama you know, I mama. Started, I love it. <laughs> that's oh, this that's the parents, the moms who are involved. We're the drama mamas. So um I'm kind of like living vicariously through her, yeah. uh doing like the theater production and and um and it's it's really great. It's really great. But um so yeah, that was stuff that I wish that you know I had, you know, as I'm yeah. sure it maybe was there, but my mom and dad, they were just like working class. My mom was yeah. just like, you know, go to school. My mom wanted me to be a teacher or a nurse. My mother's a nurse. So she's from the South. She's very, you get a nine to five, you work, yeah. that's what you do. You go to school, 
you know, all this whole entertainment mess. Mm -mm. So get a real job. Okay. Yeah, get a real job. With get a real job. Like for real, like my mom wanted me to be a nurse. And I was yeah. like, I tried being a candy striper for like one day. I was like, no, mm -mm, this ain't going to do it. Um, And I got a job working as a sales rep at a place called RMH Telemarketing. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to sit on behind a desk on a phone talking to people and convince them to buy life insurance. So that was like my job as a teen. Wow. You were yeah. selling as a teenager. As a teenager, I start. I started, well, my first year in college, I got a job. I, was, I went okay. to Temple and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to work. I had my first car and I was like, okay, I'm going to work. I want some money. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to work at this. It was, it was a fun job. And because, um, well, the people I work with were really fun. But um, but yeah, I sold accidental death insurance for JC Penny wow. over the phone. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So whenever I'm I have these conversations with my kids, you know, when I was in college and um so I went to the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. And in college, me and a lot of other people in college, there was a call center. You know, we went to school in like this like rural area. And mm -hmm. a lot of times for large companies would have call centers in those places because, the you know, the commercial rent was really um, cheap. And so I was explaining to my kids that that was my job in college. Well, the reason it was such a great place was because they were open 24 hours. So no matter what your schedule, you could figure mm -hmm. out, you know, when you could work. And yeah. so I used to work for Lord and Taylor. And I would take, remember catalog orders? Like yeah. me, just, me explaining this to my kids, they was like, what? Just go online. No, it wasn't. There no was online. no online. <laughs> it was a book. You went through the book and you go and circle the stuff. And that you, you circle want. and you call and you, and so I would be on there and they would, I would say, what's the item number? And I would type mm -hmm. in the item number and then, or they would tell me which catalog they were calling from. And then I would right. get the size. That's how we used to place orders. But it's yeah. like, this world is so different now, so different. right? It is. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that my, you know, Tori, she's uh, 16, but she's into like, she's into this whole retro thing. Like she mm -hmm. wants to kind of learn as much, like yeah. the 90s is like retro to her, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so she's into like all the 90s R&B groups and, and I like, it. I love it. Yeah, she's she wants to go into film, so she wants these like older cameras and yeah. different stuff. Like she's like, this is like a thing for her. So I'm like, okay, that's fine with me. I if I would have known, I would have kept some of my old stuff. <laughs> okay, so Tiffany, you go to Temple and you get mm -hmm. your degree in communications. How do you get to DC? What brought you to the DC? Um, well, initially I wanted to go to Howard, but my mom and dad was like, we're not paying for you to go out of state. Right. So because I was like, I wanted to I wanted to leave Philly. I wanted to leave and kind of go into a new environment. And um, so I was like, OK, and I wanted to go to an HBCU. And um, but they were just like, no, we just think you ain't paying for you to go out of state. So I was like, OK, so I went to Temple. And uh, and after I graduated, um, I had a girlfriend of mine who moved to Baltimore and I went to high school with, and she moved to Baltimore and she was like, you know, come on down to Maryland, come down to Baltimore, we gonna come, <laughs> then we can go to DC and party. So I would, I drove, got my little car, drove down and we hung out um, in DC and just, it was like, yes, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It was just like a whole new world. Yeah. So, and um, so after I graduated college, I got a job at University of Penn for a short period of time. And I was like, mm. I was like, I gotta, I just, I was ready to kind of like spread my wings. I wanted yeah. to kind of relocate. And then like my mom and dad were going through like a divorce. It was, it was drama. I was like, you know, I gotta go. 
you know, y'all Negroes is driving me crazy. It's time for me to just branch out. So at 23, I just decided to relocate. I found a job, an apartment, got a new car within like wow. a month. And, and I was, uh, I found my job at the Washington, remember, remember the Washington Times newspaper? Yes. I got a job in the sales department, had me, uh, got me a new apartment um, in Laurel yeah. and had my little Honda Civic. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was 23, 24. Okay, not us totally being sisters. Okay, so my first apartment was in Laurel, Maryland. And I had and my first real car. My first car that I bought was a Honda Civic. In okay. 2000, yes, yes, I had a 2000 was 99 Honda Civic. for me. It was 99. Oh my God. I was like, bye y'all, I'm out. I got to start this new journey, this new chapter in a whole new state. And like I said, because I heard, I had a, a family member who lived in, um, I think she lived in Oxon Hill. Okay. And she was just telling me how great Prince George's County was. She was yes. like, yes, black folks down in PG County who are really, you know, making money and making, yeah. you know, moves. And I was like, yeah, that's where I need to go. I was <laughs> like, you know, I need to go where black folks is doing some things. Yeah. And um, I just kind of felt like, you know, the Philly atmosphere just wasn't really giving me what I need. I just knew there was something else. Yeah. So, um, and so this was, is where you, and this is where you started to feel that, that bug of acting. Tell us about yes. how you got, I got the how job. Yeah. So I got the job, you know, working, you know, do my regular, you know, adult, you know, I was adulting. I thought yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just independent, but I was like, there's still something missing from my life. You know what I mean? And then, um, I think I found a place called the act. This was the actor center, which was based in like Arlington. And they had like workshops, classes, um, all types of things for, if you wanted to be started to get involved in like the acting industry. Okay. So I, cause I knew I was like, there's something missing. You know, you just had that feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just started taking acting classes just as uh, as an outlet, just as a, a means to express myself because, you know, I was going to work and I was, you know, hanging out with some new friends and stuff, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. I, I knew that there was more. And I was like, I, I had to find what that is. And when I started acting, I was like, oh, this is it. I love this. Yeah. I like, you know what I mean? When I got on stage, I was, I was a whole new Tiffany. Wow. Um, one of the things that I've always admired so much about you is, and, and I've seen, and I've seen, you know, you are, you're multi-talented, I would say, because, you know, there aren't, I'm not gonna say there aren't many. I don't come across many people that are great at acting. They're great actresses, which you are hilariously funny. Okay. Very, very funny. <laughs> but, the, but you also are this amazing writer, right? And so, a lot of times people are one or the other. A lot of times you you may find someone who's who's a writer, but they have no desire. They never want to be on a camera, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about how you, um, you know, the you can certainly make a lot of money in acting, right? But mm -hmm. but being the owner of intellectual property, which is, is my favorite topic, right? When did that light bulb come on for you? Like, okay, I can get in front of this camera. I can go on these auditions. I can, you know, get these roles, but I want to be in the room where the deals are happening and the deals are being made. So mm -hmm. tell us about that journey and how that, how did that, how did it even come to be that you said, okay, let me Resistance. be uh, a mover and a shaker in a little bit of a different way. Uh, honestly, just after, um, you know, I was doing theater productions and industrials here, like in the DC area. 
And uh, I did take a break. This is uh, when I had Tori. I took a break for a little bit and got my, you know, still worked the regular. Again, that feeling was there after a few years. I was like, okay, yeah. she's about to go into kindergarten. I was like, okay, I still need to get back into it. So when I got back into it, it was like, honestly, I just got tired of going on being rejected. You know, you want auditions. Yes. You, wanna, you know, you're going to get rejected. That's just name of the game. Yeah. But I had ideas that and and pro like you know for movies that I well watch I was a big movie buff that was the one thing in our family we always watch movies um that was kind of like our thing and I just had ideas for roles that I wanted to play I really wanted to play really funny comedic uh black women yeah and around that time that was like when reality tv was kind of like really becoming popular and like the 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 image of black women was like oh we're over over here fighting throwing drinks in each other's faces yeah and I'm just like I don't hang around girlfriends like that we don't do you know what I'm saying? I was like that's not a representative of me I was like mm -mm. so I at that point I just again I just had really funny ideas yeah and I was like I wanted to play these are the roles that I want to play that I want to see yeah. and um and honestly, when I got back into, um, I started about back into acting, like around, this was like maybe 2010, 2000, I think around the time I, I, we met, 2010, 2011, yeah. um, I linked up with a few friends, a guy that was a film um, cinematographer, you know, yeah. you met him, Tim, and he was doing some short films. And I was just, I just have some ideas about stuff. Yeah. And that's when I was taking an acting class and I was doing a monologue. And my first film, Love Malim, was about a guy who comes up short in the bedroom. And um, and that really came from a, a monologue. I was doing an acting class and the teacher gave me a lighter, put it in my hand. I was doing this, this funny monologue about a girl who didn't want to marry this guy for whatever reason. And I guess I wasn't really delivering the way he wanted me to. So he put this lighter in my hand. He was like, pretend this is his penis. And this is the reason why you don't want to marry him because his penis is this small. Now, now go in and re-deliver them. And I was like cracking up, laughing. I couldn't even really deliver the model. I was like, but that sparked the idea. I was like, oh, I need to write a movie about this. Yeah. Because I've never seen that before. And I just thought, and it kind of pushed the envelope. Yeah. But I just yeah. knew from a woman's perspective, you know, this is the kind of stuff I talk to about my girl, with my girlfriends, my sister, yeah. what have you. So from there... I was like, how am I going to write this movie? I didn't know how to write a script. I didn't really know anything about screenwriting. I just knew I had this idea about this movie and I just needed to get it done. So that's when the wheel started spinning and I um, told um, uh, the cinema cinematographer, the camera guy, Tim, because I had this idea for this film. I, I just have to do it. We got, and he was like, I told him the concept. He, he loved it. He was like, we're going to make it happen. So that was the beginning of my journey into taking my ideas and now yeah. becoming a filmmaker, writer, yes. or what have you, and trying to figure out the process. And um, and at the time, again, I was like, there was, not say there wasn't resources, but I just yeah. like, I had this idea, I need to, I have to do it, you know yeah. what I mean, type of thing. Yeah. You um, know what I love, what I love about, um, about this is that, you know, sometimes we get these ideas and we don't have all the answers, right? It's like, so mm -hmm. you've got the idea, but you're not a cinematographer. You're, you don't know how to write a, a screenplay, all of these things, but we just figure that out. And so we just get the pieces that we need. So, okay, I got this. 
here's what I need. I need this person, right. I need that person. And we build our team. We, we forge relationships, right? Everything mm -hmm. comes down to relationships. And yes. so you saw that and Tim, y'all two came together. And then, and then that, and then the next time you're like, okay, you know what? Now I got another idea, but you know what? We're, yes. missing? We're missing this piece. And then we right. go and we get that piece, right? And you're learning. It's trial and error. You know what I mean? Yes. There's no blueprint to like this process, especially everybody, everybody has their own path, their own journey yeah. and their own goals. So you're the only one who really knows what you want. And like I said, the vision that you see, nobody else can see that vision. Like that's a vision from God. That was the visions and ideas that I have. That was for me. And yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and I would not, I was not able to rest. I can't rest until I'm able to get these ideas out. I have right. to get them out some way, form or fashion. I'll figure it out. And, um, and I, like you said, I, this, I have a question about love them or leave them when you had the idea. So you had the idea that this would be a great movie at the time that you got the idea. Did you, did you formulate in your mind? Okay. I'm going to write the screenplay and I'm going to actually put on this production and I'm going to act in it. Did it, did, did all of that come to you at once or was it like, I have this idea, let me just get it out. Well, um, I knew I was going to act in it because I was an actress. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This would be, honestly, it started out as like, I was going to do like in an acting reel. So I know I was Got like, it. okay, I need to do some an acting reel. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to create some funny, some scenes that I want to act yeah. in. So this was one of like the scene I was going to create. And then it really kind of like started building going into an actual film, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and then from there, I, you know, I didn't know anything about how to write a, an official script. I kind of just went online. I was like, okay, let me just, I wrote some stuff down like in a Word document. And we just, I'm telling you, we just figured it out. And then, yeah. but the fact that the idea was so unique and authentic, we just got some acting friends and told them about it. I wrote up like a, like I said, a makeshift script and, and we, we just made it, we just kind of freestyled. He went for it. We went for it. I'm telling we just freestyled it. You know what I mean? Because again, I had no clue about how to write a movie, you know, but I ain't here's getting what no, you like, did. Official. You went for it. You put it out and you freaking won awards. Like, I who know. does that happen for? <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, um, but that's the thing is like, when you have these ideas and, you, and it won't allow you to rest, like you yes. just know, you just know, like people need to see this. Yes. And I just knew once it got out there, it was going to be such a relatable topic and subject matter. Yes. I know people are going to laugh from it. You know what I mean? And right. just when I, I kind of like pitched it, put it out there, people immediately started laughing. I was like, okay, that's, that's my, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Okay. That, cause I knew that people were going to come to the movie and, and laugh and, you know, what have you. So once I kind of threw it out there, kind of like, you know, and people liked the, the concept, I was like, that was my, my green light to keep going. So, um, but yeah, again, we just figured it out. Honestly. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes, Yeah, you know, in terms of like making sure you got paperwork and, you know, different stuff like that. You know, unfortunately some relationships have dissolved and, yes. you know, didn't turn out the way, but, but again, we made it happen. You right. Know? And, that's and just... that's the thing is that you, you, you could have not done it and tried to make it perfect and try to know everything, right. You're never going to know everything. Right. I am certain that as at his level of success, Tyler Perry probably get learns a lesson on every production. Absolutely.
absolutely. I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> because I mean? that's just the nature, that's just the nature of the game. You don't let that stop you though. Right. It is it makes you wiser. It makes you wiser. It makes you have a tougher skin. Um, because in this business, you definitely, especially as being a, a black woman in this business, you definitely have to have a, a tough skin. Yes. You have to be, you know, direct, you know, you get a lot of people that has been a lot of my kind of like setbacks and issues initially was, you know, being a woman in this business and people doubting you, yes. um, of course, not thinking that you're capable or, or you know, or they want to come in and kind of take control of your project. Or, uh, or, you know, people trying to always want to try to sleep with you. It, it's, <laughs> it, yes, you know what I mean? So, but these are the things that as women, we have to, you know, men, you, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm assuming they don't have to go through this stuff. Right. You know, not to say that they, you know, some might, I don't know. But that was and a they, part And of, they may have other issues. They may have other right, barriers. Right. But yes, there's always going to be barriers. Yes. Yeah, but this is this is something that women, you know, that is universal, right? In in yes. almost every almost every industry is male dominated, right? Right, and yeah. so as women, we it is it is something that I am sure our listeners can relate to, even in their field, right? That it's yes. like you know people, and I also think for you, um, especially with you not being, you know, you didn't grow up in a Hollywood family. Mm-mm. You, you were a full whole grown adult out here who decided you have your college degree, which you could have taken that degree from Temple and went and worked at any company and lived Mm -hmm. your life and, you know, had your, you know, white picket fence and Mm -hmm, your, mm -hmm. you know, the American dream, right? Like you, you were totally qualified to do that. And you were Mm -hmm. on that trajectory. And I was doing that at a point. You know, I had a nine to five and. Because, you know, when I had my daughter, I was like, well, I'm not going to be a struggling artist. I have right. to live, you know, I have to pay my my mortgage, pay my bills. Yeah. So I had to figure out how was I still going to be able to pursue this while still balancing being like a mom and, you know, like working. So a lot of times I just did stuff, you know, in the, in the evenings and the weekends and you find the time. And this is something you really want to do. You find the time. There's really there's no excuse. So um, and you didn't wait for anybody to give you permission, which is what I like, right? Like no. you didn't, you didn't go looking for. I mean, I'm sure you had your auditions, but then you said, "Okay, I'm gonna write my own movie. I'm gonna star yeah. my own movie. I'm gonna produce yeah. my own movie. I'm gonna put yeah. my own movie out. I'm gonna win my own awards." Right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like we, yeah. you know, sometimes yes, it would be great if Tyler Perry, if Tyler Perry would have called you. You didn't, you weren't waiting for that. Right. You right, just started right. moving, take putting one foot in front of the other. And now, honey, you are on BET her. her. You're on yeah. BET. We yeah. grew up watching that. Yes. And yes. you're there. So t- tell me how, you know, just give us a glimpse in how you went from this independent film that was just an idea. You won awards, and and the next thing you know, you you your you are your second movie on BET is about to premiere. Yeah. So um, pretty much when I started the process of me doing like my first film and again, you have to the main another main thing I want to tell people is connect with people who are like minded, who are out here actually making moves or doing the things that you're doing. So you have to network and you have to get out and let people know what you are doing. You have to invest in yourself first. So, you know, if I didn't start doing making these moves on my own. 
you know, things weren't just going to just come to me. I had to start putting in the work and then the connections were, were starting to make. And, and, you know, and I had to, again, well, I'm going to say when I met uh, Tressa in 2015, I, like I said, I had already did my first film, Love Me Leave Em. I had already won an award. Um, I had already started writing my second script. I had got like a screenwriting mentor because after Love Me Leave Em, I was like, once I saw like the results yes, and the, and the reactions, I was like, oh, I am really onto something because that was like, I, again, I didn't really know how to write a real screenplay. Yeah. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this all the way. With excellence. With, right. So I was yes. like, that's when I really started um, seeking out how to write an official screenplay. So like I said, I got a mentor, started taking classes. I got, um, found workshops. Um, and then from there, I just really started honing my craft as a writer because that was like, okay, I want to continue to, I have so many other ideas. How can I write more scripts to, you know, mean more things to come? So um, long story short, I connected with uh, Tressa Smallwood, um, who at that time was just, she was a, a like a really big uh, book publisher here in the PG County area. Um, a uh, producer that was working with her um, connected me to her and we met and I was like, oh, this lady, she's doing some things. I need to, I need to stay connected with her. And that's how our relationship began. And um, so like her first film, I came on as like a casting associate. I worked behind the scenes. I worked as a casting associate because I was acting. I knew a lot of actors. I was help. I was bringing on the, the extras. So this was like here in DC was like, oh, this lady's doing like a real film, like a real, this, this was like no bootleg stuff. You know what I mean? And um, I was like, I need to learn everything I need to learn and, yeah. and start continuing to build this relationship while I was still writing. Um, at the time, the movie was called Chasing the Butterflies. So which was a comedy, which was sparked from an idea from talking to my dad. Um, anyway, I pitched the idea to Trez and um, she loved it. This was well, now it's called Holiday Heartbreak. At the time, it was called Chasing the Butterflies. And um, so she loved the the concept. I was, you know, honing my skills, learning how to write um, a screenplay, getting feedback. I had submitted to a couple contests. And um, so when she she loved the concept, she was pitching it to networks. They were like, well, we need a Christmas film. We like, that's like, Christmas. I didn't know Christmas film. The Christmas market is a huge market. And I'm so a part would, of it because I, I probably watch at least 50 to 100 films during the Christmas season. I'm like, wow. yeah. I'm See, obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and at that time I did, I had no, I was not a big, you know, Christmas movie person. Yeah. So she was like, well, can we turn this concept? It was just a regular rom-com. She's like, well, can right. we turn it into a Christmas film? And I was like, absolutely. Cause again, chasing butterflies was another idea in my head that I was like, people need to see this. Yeah. I have to get it down on paper. I will not rest until this becomes a movie. And you just kind of know, you know, yeah. those, those concepts. And I'm just like, it just has to. So anyway, long story short, um, I wrote um, Holiday Heartbreak. We shot it in August of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. Right. Um, but it still premiered on BET December of 2020. That's, and then it got some rave reviews. Um, that's when Miriam, the lead actress, she won uh, for Best Actress at the Hapo Awards. And from there, um, 
I still was still, again, that was my first network film. I still didn't have everything figured out as a screenwriter. Right. Like I was just the beginning of my screenwriting career. Yeah. And you, there's no blueprint to, right. you know, this career as a, as a writer, you know what I mean? So I was like, I was still working, still, you know, learning my craft. And then people were coming to me asking, how did you do it? How did you write your script? How did you do it? And I was like, and I, I'm, at the time I was like, people wanted me to teach them. Right. And I was, at that time I was kind of like, dealing with imposter syndrome because like it's right. I'm like it's just one movie I don't know how to teach you nothing right. that was not on my vision board to teach anything to anybody because I felt like I'm still learning I and I'm right. still learning as I go now but um but eventually like more and more people were like well come host this workshop come do this so it was like you know I was like you know what and I don't back down from a challenge so yes. I said you know what people are thirsty for this information they need to, they want to know how you did it. You're an inspiration. Yeah. And um, so I said, you know, so I, then I started taking like, okay, this is my purpose is to really help other people. I've always kind of always wanted to help other people. Um, but you have a in, nurse mother. Yes. Yes. So I was like, okay, you know, cause I'm like, because I know how it is when you don't have all the answers or you're trying yeah. to figure things out and, and you have some people who don't want to share information, how they made it and, so I was, I didn't want to be like that. Cause I do feel like, you know, when you're a blessing to others, you'll be blessed in return. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever you put out will, will come back. And so that's when I started teaching like the workshops after holiday heartbreak. And then, um, I started teaching with the mega, my media has a, a mentee class. So I started helping out with the mentees, the other writers. And, um, then I met uh, with the chairperson at Bowie at the PG County Film Festival. And um, he asked me if I was interested in teaching at Bowie State. And I was like, oh, sure. That's so huge, <laughs> Tiffany. I'm, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling just a matter of just start taking those steps in that yeah. direction. The, the opportunities will come to you. You know what I mean? A lot of times you're like, and you won't, there's no, like I said, there's no blueprint on what's going to happen all you have to know is just keep moving forward yes and and just know that it will happen for you there you don't know when and you don't know how but just just always having the back it's going to happen as long as i keep working towards my goal right so, so um here, yeah hear this here this billy john okay comes <laughs> to dc had a desire to go to an hbcu and it's now a professor at an HBCU. Listen, you know how profound that is, girl. girl I mean, I just got chills just like when you because one of the things you said was I really wanted to go to an HBCU. Mm -hmm. The impact that you will have on all of these students who are attending, they're going to remember you. Yeah, when they yeah. get up and they when they get up to receive their BET awards and their Emmys. And yes, the HAPA Award and all these mm -hmm. festivals, they will remember their professor that taught mm -hmm. them how to write. And so I just love that for you. And I love that you understand that this calling on your life is bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And um, it took me a while to kind of figure it, you know, I mean, to, yeah. to really kind of step into that and yes. kind of like, this is, you know, you are qualified. You are qualified. more even. I'm like, well, I want a couple more movies. And God was like, no, girl, yes. get out here. I'm going to, you know what I mean? You have, this is, this is your path. 
So, and, and my mom, listen, my mother was so excited to know that because again, she was either want me to be a teacher or a nurse. Right. Yes. So when I told her, I said, mom, I'm going to be a professor. She was ecstatic. So, yes. you yes. know, she looks, she's more, she's happier about me being a professor than my movie coming out. But, <laughs> and, and you know, the thing about it is that it's, it's the impact um, that I think excites me and, and you and, and all of us, right? Like, the, the more the more we can do, the more people we can help, right? The more our whole community changes. Like yeah. the more sets that there are with, with lots of black executives, the more yes. writers, the more stories that are being told, you know, yes. the more people can see that we as black people aren't just fighting. We are funny. I mean, for many of us, our group, our cousin. Every black person has a cousin group chat that is lit. Okay. Yes. Okay. We are, Listen. We are funny people. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And that's why I was just like, you know, I have to not only tell my own stories and my own yes. ideas. I was like, I have to help other people, yes. you know, who are still trying to figure it out. Because again, you know, it, and I know I knew that feeling of trying to figure out a right system to taking that idea and getting it down on paper. So that's why I was like, okay, let me. <clears throat> figure out a way that I can teach it to people. So that's why I was like, I have like my, um, my ebook and um, my zoom classes. And then, you know, I'm going to be doing like an online course um, finally, but now it's like, I feel Which good. That I, I am can... so excited about. I know you are. Tell us some more. Like, Tell us some more about that. Yes, Tell us some so... more about how you are packaging your intellectual property, which is your experience and expertise of being an award-winning screenwriter, how are you packaging that to monetize it? Let us hear. Well, I mean, just from, you, you know, when you're starting out your career as a screenwriter, you know, and people get the impression or that oh, you're out here making all this. No, you're not. You're, you know, again, I'm still, I'm still building my career, still building my name. So I still have to essentially work, you know, even though I have films, yes. so I was like, okay. And you're not, as a, as a new person, you're not going to get residuals right away. You have to earn that. So I was like, okay, how can I, you know, this experience that I'm going through and, and everything that I'm learning, again, how can I package that in this, this day and time that we're in? How can I package that where I am helping other writers on their path and sharing with them my experience and knowledge? So like I said, right after Holiday Heartbreak, um, I got so many people asking me to teach like Zoom classes or a workshop on like how I did it, you know, and um, and I saw that there was a need, there was a niche and there's people who's just like really thirsty for knowledge. Yes. And I said, OK, all right. How can I really figure out the best way? So the first thing was, OK, let me write an ebook so that way I can kind of formulate this process. And it really helped me because I, I had to really, you know, have a very streamlined uh, system. And then, so I did the ebook and then I did a couple of Zoom workshops. Because at first I was, you know, I had to kind of work through my nerves and getting it done. Yes. And then, so then when the, when I got the opportunity to teach at, at Bowie, I was like, because I already had the idea like last year to do an online course. Because again, I need to make passive income. I need to yes. make, wake up where I have some money in the bank. So I was like, okay, ebook and an online class. Yes. So then that way, because people like to learn in, in various phases. Some people just want to just grab a book, yes. read it at their own time, what have you. 
Um, some people like a more interactive doing a Zoom class where I'm, you know, talking to them or doing, like I said, a private one-on-one -on -one session. Or some people, they're so busy. They're like, okay, I just want to watch modules. I just want to watch a couple yes. videos, step-by-step -step type of thing, like a master class. And um, so those are the three you know, educational like pieces I'm, you know, developing, um, developing now. Cause like I said, after now my second film is about to come out, I was like, okay, I really need to have something in place and ready to go. So, um, so those things are definitely in the works. I have a new website coming, mm -hmm. uh, tiffanyyancy.com and all this information will be on my website to buy the ebook, sign up for my zoom workshop or do the online class. So, that's this is wonderful. all in, in the works right now. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell us about the new film. Okay. So new film um, is called Black Girl Erupted. Um, this is BT Her has been doing a, a health initiative that focuses on, uh, well, focused on black, breast cancer awareness in Black women and also mental health. So Megamind Media partnered with BET a few years ago and they were doing the short films um, surrounding Yes. Um, breast cancer and mental health. So this time, and I was like, okay, I want to contribute. And I, cause I had an idea, something that was unique and different. And um, I said, I want to contribute, you know, again, I'm, I'm building my, my portfolio as a writer and not just comedy, but I was like, okay, this is a more dramatic. I can, sh I wanted to show my, my stretch, my, my writing muscle. And um, so I submitted for, um, Actually, I submitted in 2021. Um, my, my project didn't get selected then. I was like, let me go back to the drawing board, rewrite it again. And actually, this time around in 2022, I submitted two treatments. Um, one was for breast cancer, one was for mental health. Um, and the one for mental health was originally called Angry Black Woman. And it was a, and this project is about a young, um, young Black attorney who is uh, kind of navigating the corporate. She's the only Black woman in her predominantly white firm. And look at, look at, look at, <laughs> oh, you know, so she deals with racial microaggressions. Oh, is this my life story? Is that what this family is? Family issues. Listen, family issues and also mental, uh, some mental health battles. Mm -hmm. And she's suppressing her emotions and anger. So she does not want to be perceived as the angry black woman in the office. So, but she's triggered from some, uh, some, from her childhood, some issues that stem that kind of now is it becomes it starts to boil over into her career and it affects her personal life and then she basically has to go to therapy to wow. deal with her anger her anger issues and her anxiety um working in this this corporate world so um so yeah that's essentially what the movie is about um it's directed by uh Vanessa Bell Calloway um wow. she's a director she actually stars in it as well um, Vanessa Williams is uh, starring in it. Um, Eric Roberts is in it. Which Vanessa um, Williams? Beauty Pants Vanessa, Vanessa Williams, Williams um, or Soul Food? Soul Food. Soul Vanessa Food. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she's in it. Eric Roberts. Um, the star is Kalila Joy. Um, wonderful actress. Based out, these are all based. They're all based out of L.A. She's kind of like a new face. I was going to um, say I, her name is familiar to me though. It may be because I've seen the promo for this. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So she's been in a few projects, but she's not, I guess, mainstream as of yet. Hopefully this will be um, that thing to kind of boost her name out there. Um, Rayleigh Evans is in it. Um, who else? Is... Love her. She's hilarious. Yes. Um, 
I mean, the whole cast, the whole cast um, in this project were just awesome. And of course, it's produced by Mega My Media, and it was shot in LA in March, which was wow. another like major dream moment for me. Cause I was Absolutely. like, you know, when you're in this industry, everybody's saying, oh, you have to go to LA yes. or Atlanta or New York. And the fact that my movie was being shot in LA and I didn't have to relocate for that yes. to happen was just like, okay, God, I see you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so shout out to the whole cast and crew in, uh, in LA who uh, put this, my, my film together. It, I'm really excited this for it because so exciting. This is so exciting. So tell us the air date so that so that folks can go catch it. Um, it's going to air uh, July 8th at um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 okay. p.m. Central Standard Time on BET Her. Wow. So uh, so make sure you guys tune in. Um, hopefully I'm trying to plan like a little watch party here in DMV, still trying to get that together. But yeah, I just want, I, I just know that this film is going to touch so many people because especially in the black community, um, mental health is not real. It's actually, it's gotten a lot better. Yes. You hear about it more and more, but I'm hoping that this film will really kind of you know normalize Absolutely. going to therapy and and if you know it's okay to not be okay yes. and especially for black women and like I said and working in the corporate world from the outside oh like, you look you look all right you know what I mean but yeah. inside you got a lot of things going on and we suppress them because we yes. don't want to come off as the angry black woman or we don't want to be you know ruffle any feathers yes. so that's what my character Raina is dealing with but eventually it, it you know she erupts and um it affects her life her her life um but then she goes to therapy and um but I ain't gonna tell what happens you have to watch we it. gotta watch it we gotta watch have it have to watch it. it so it's some really funny moments some really touching moments in there and um I know you know it's gonna be very relatable um well, I am so excited about it I am so excited about all of this um goodness that you have coming. I am certain that there will be listeners that you are giving them hope that they can, you know, um, go ahead and foster that little bug that they feel. So if people want to get in touch with you, please tell us where can they find you? How can they connect with you? Well, if people want to connect with me, they can follow me on Instagram at, um, at I am underscore Tiffany underscore Yancey, Y-A-N-C-E-Y. Some people mispronounce or misspell my last name um and 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 actually by the time this airs my website will be up so www.tiffanyyancy.com um i'll be having information on my new ebook um a new zoom class i'm going to be hosting next month and also information on my online courses so yeah just follow me on instagram y'all and um, i have some more things Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we will be sure to have a link to your Instagram and your website in the show notes for this episode. Okay. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I am so excited. I will be tuning in on July 8th yes. and I will continue to watch to see the next because I know that you, you're probably already working on the next project. Oh, yeah. Some more things in the works. So stay <laughs> tuned. And thank you so much for having me. And just thank you for just being that, you know, that legal guide that I need. Yes. I need, Absolutely. now I'm like, get stuff in writing. Yes. This is the business. I had to learn that this is, the creative part is important, 
But you got to get that business part down packed and you have to, that's so important. So thank you for being, uh, you know, a sister out here helping us other sisters get to this bag. So I appreciate you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. All right. Thank you.